0: Better, smarter, faster. The future of connected healthcare relies on a powerful digital ecosystem and robust neural network to drive better diagnostics, intelligent operations, and seamless care anywhere. Join us as we talk to the experts about transformational roadmaps for this evolving landscape. What's working, what's needed, and how we get there together. Welcome to Healthcare on Air, presented by Verizon hey everyone and welcome back to healthcare on air by verizon i'm your host robin goldsmith and this week we're going to continue the conversation with robert morcos ceo of social mobile please enjoy so kind of shifting gears um you know technology investments are are, are risky they cost a lot of money is that you know one of the the things that really sets you apart is that you can Kind of take some of the risk and cost out of that process for your customer base.
1: Well, so so I do agree they can be risky and and costly when when you do them, um, and especially if it's your first time or you have no yep. idea what's going on or if you get the right part wrong partner. Excuse me, you want the right partner for sure. Yep. And the the thing that we see though is, um, it's not. It's a major misconception to think it's going to cost more going this route. And where we see is we tend to work with organizations that already have the supply chain, already have the clientele, already have a product. They're looking to improve on a product. They already, at for the most part, know what they want and they have ideas on how to make it more efficient. Um, so you know, hence what I mentioned before of like, you know, going to market with an MVP, something off a shelf that you can retrofit. But where we tend to play... Um, the organizations are, you know, are, are large and they have an idea of what they want. So they have an idea of what they want. They have an idea of the cost, the timeline, they're looking to deploy two years from when they call you. So there's plenty of time to go through that process. Um, And they see that, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be, there's going to be a total cost of ownership reduction in the process. Right. And a, and and the way we go about these things is relatively straightforward. Um, We, we, there's nothing really special about what we do we like to keep it simple stupid and the misconception is it's going to cost more money to go private label again not accurate so we're very selective in the chip that we you know there was a big shortage of chips during covid that kind of yeah. uh, altered the uh the the automotive industry here and different things across the world so we make sure we make the right chip selection something that's going to be available long term that and that's one of the bigger problems of the consumer devices today is mm-hmm. you know there's a need for better faster cheaper tomorrow because that's what consumers demand that's not what enterprise needs they need the same steady rate product they have today available for 5 years so we tend to go to market with a whole different approach with the way we do it and we're able to also you know the the different tco factors the different things making sure that the hardware packaging management the whole entire solution is Thought through. How is this thing to get repaired? Is it, you know, you don't want to just walk into a store to repair it. It's too expensive. It doesn't make sense. How are we going to deploy it? How are you going to manage it? How are you going to manage the data that goes on there, right? Are, are sim cards just going to walk off? And, and you know, and, and we're never we we think through the entire process before a deployment and we tend to have significant time in doing it with like more mature clientele. Obviously, we've got a lot of startup clients that we've worked with as well. And they had gotten to market with really, you know, just like us, really cool innovative mvps to begin with and we said these guys definitely know what they're doing we absolutely want to partner with them to bring the next iteration to market so it's not just the large companies but even the groups we work with will tend to be um founder led so you know that that person knows exactly what they want and they yep. know better than anyone and we we love that because that's you know makes it it's a little bit easier than some of the big companies
0: yeah um i'd love to hear kind of some of the recent stuff you're doing in healthcare, some of the the types of devices you're seeing the most requests to social mobile, you know, from my from my view, you know, working across mostly hospitals and healthcare systems, pharma, med device, you know, I'm seeing, you know, more and more remote patient monitoring. I mean, you mentioned continuous glucose monitoring for those who didn't know what CGM stood for. Um, that's a, you know, that is monitoring of someone's diabetes levels continuously. And that that rise of kind of more touch points with the patient in the home or on the go is what I think every physician would want, just so they don't see a patient twice a year at their, you know, checkup. They want to monitor, you know, have better a better view of that condition more longitudinally, not at just these really ve- intervals that are way too far apart. So it, is that the area you you think you're seeing the most adoption or or there are there other things that I'm not thinking about?
1: No, no. So you're you're absolutely spot on. The majority is outside the hospital. Um, and you can think through you know everything we've got electronic visitor verification clients who have a mobile device to show up to your home caretakers and you know gather certain analytics and information um you know everything obviously from telehealth clinical trials is a large one the you know CGM as you mentioned cardiac uh, it, it, neuromodulation um basically anything outside the 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 hospital inside the hospital um, yeah. you know very it's a way more difficult barrier to break um so we've got some really cool clients that break in there and we support them so for the uh, remember at the end of the day we support um we we partner with someone to help them with their solution their solution tends to be the best thing um for that hospital so we've got some really cool ones one of them you know is a entire uh patient engagement monitor set up within you know um Embedded within the hospital bed, so that you know you can to solve the, sh- the nurse shortages. The other one is a vaccine management. Um, you know, where how much vaccines do we have? How does it bill when the, when the units leave? Um, sorry, when the doses are you know yeah. given out, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it's it's just different. We um we support the partner who it, and we have more use cases outside of the hospital today. Gotcha. We're in all types of use cases as you've just heard. Um, yeah, as people continue to innovate and the space continues to grow and improve
0: which is a you know as you said earlier that that benefits all of us as we shift the dynamics of what you know is an unsustainable healthcare system but in, inside the inside the hospital that that sounds like that's all around kind of the patient experience and and trying to elevate you know I, I spend a lot of I hear a lot about this connected patient room the connected hospital is that what your solutions in the patient room are all about just kind of raising the bar on that experience and bringing more and more technology modernize that that environment
1: well yeah so in the example I gave you of the of the um patient engagement monitor, that's exactly what it is. everything from being able to watch Netflix while you're sitting there in a hospital bed so you're not you know using a you know 1960s television right? To be able yeah. to speak to your nurse so they don't have to walk into each room and speak to you. It's all about, you know, you're in a hospital, the experience needs to be streamlined for you. And for obviously for the hospital, they have a business to run. So if they can, you know, speak to you in a, um it, without having to walk in each time, that also improves overall efficiency across, you know, the, every single hospital.
0: What is, you know, you see a ton of use cases. Your team feels these these requests for all kinds of crazy, you know, specific from small startups to large, large enterprise customers. Kind of what are you most excited about now or the the use cases or one use case that you've seen that really, you know, changes the experience of a patient or a clinician that, you know, really, I think, makes the most difference that you're involved in? Just curious.
1: So, so there's a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, they, they all tie together in some way, but you know the at the care at home is significant. That's gonna that changes. You know, I want to say daily, but daily, right? There are really innovative companies solving items, solving problems daily that come to market across that space, and you can you know we receive calls. Weekly for different organizations looking to solve that. So, uh, you know, it's not far fetched that, you know, with soon, you would know better than I would with a date, you can be sick at home and get the exact same treatment you'd get at a hospital. Um every metric measured, every you know piece of analytic gathered passed back to the physician that they can diagnose and and you know uh, make on, on demand decisions without having to go there. So that's a big deal. Essentially, a streamlined box gets delivered to your house. Um, open it up, it gets set up in a simple, you know very simple fashion that that's that's where I see things going. The other one that we get continuous requests on, and none of them are ever the same. Just to kind of show you where the innovation is going and how much effort's being put in there, are wearables. Um, I, was gonna,
0: I was just going to ask you about wearables. Yeah, thank you for bringing it up. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're asked, uh, no joke, weekly a different wearable for uh, different ones, and many of those, uh, if not all of them, need to be built from you know from the ground up. Um. There's the consumer product. It has the consumer issue that I mentioned before. Great product, but there's some, you know, constraints with uh, going to market that at with that at scale. And we've made really cool wearables in the past and we continue to see different use cases today. Um, at the end of the day, you know, wearables aren't too expensive, you know, to get on. To, and for what you can get out to make on-time, you know, real-time decisions, it's well worth it. And a lot of these... Uh, Fast, innovative—you know—tech companies are proving that it's well worth the model um, from from a financial perspective to be able to gain the data and you know um, make decisions quickly.
0: Hundred yeah, percent. I mean, how many aura rings have you seen in the last six months? <laughs>
1: or, or or Apple watches. I mean, everyone wants one. It's a big thing for healthcare.
0: It is. It is. I mean, yeah, it's the Apple Health Kit. I mean, it's tracking you, you know, all the time and your steps, et cetera. And it's just evolving and evolving. So um, yeah, the wearable wearable space is something I'm really interested in. I mean, I I just think this this idea of the quantified self, not only, you know, the doctors wanting to have a more holistic view of your patient, of their patient base from, you know, all, all different aspects and different types of devices to just have, you know, more and more touch points, but then the the patient kind of gaining control of their, their health through those devices is something that, that I think is going to help us all. Um, I mean, you kind of touched on it. You stole my thunder, Robert. My, my last question for you was kind of, what do you see coming down the line in the next few years that, um, that will grow your company? I mean, you've, you've, You boomed in the last couple of years, just because, you know, this, this rise to mobile first, what do you see as the next accelerant or any, anything else you're excited about in the future, any big trends you're seeing that will affect, you know, your business and and the healthcare industry.
1: Again, on the wearables, um, what, what you see and, you know, in speaking to clients that are innovating and different, you know, startups that we speak to just overall in in South Florida, um, you know, wearables to pull data and the, with the goal to be able to make, you know, personalized health plans. Right. If you think about it now, people go into a doctor once a year, it's like, I'm healthy. I'll go in once a year, see him do a test, make sure I'm not dying and leave and come back next year and just hope that I don't die in between. And now, right. (laughs) They're (laughs) looking to pull information and be able to um, give you more streamlined. And I think the, uh, the rise of AI and seeing a lot of the different AI enabled chips out there Mm. will be make that a lot easier pull data you know um pull data streamline you know streamline that break it down and then put it back out into something digestible to you and i in terms of whether it's a health plan or something else we need to do
0: yeah i mean i you brought up ai it was i think on every panel at the conference last conference that i was at whether it had ai in the title or people just talked about it they couldn't help themselves they had to talk about ai so that's interesting that
1: You pushed me into it. I thought I had this wrapped up, but no problem.
0: Yeah, talk more about AI. I, I think, you know, with the, because healthcare generates the most data, arguably of any industry in the world, right? We kick off, healthcare kicks off the most data and it's just exponentially growing in volume because you're introducing all these endpoint devices, which are wearables or tablets or phones, more and more and more. That's just more data that needs to be managed right and I think I'd love your thoughts on this but I mean AI is absolutely necessary to glean something out of the uh, all this data that we're getting
1: I think we're 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 in and we're getting to a world of too much data and if you ask certain people you never have enough. But even with what you have, it becomes nearly impossible to break down between you and I, or you know, scientists. It's just you need AI to do it, and and to be able to run, you know, the the different models and as to what works, and then you know, take that data and and. You know what works how do we modify and so i think you're just going to continue to see with the amount of data coming in and the fact that all the large uh, weather chip companies have invested significantly in making sure chips are fast enough to you know be able to actually process this type of stuff and different things um i think you'll see you know continued ai, AI enablement across all smart devices um moving forward
0: yeah one you, you kind of brought me back to something I'm, I was meaning to ask you is you know with with devices you know attached to a person kicking off data it just makes me think of security so how how do you approach that in healthcare because we know you know healthcare is, has suffered a ton of breaches they're always in the news they haven't fortified their their networks and you know all those. Windows for bad actors historically, and I think they're trying to play catch them. How do you guys approach that?
1: So good question. And my CTO would have been angry if we somehow skipped over this. But uh, <laughs> he texted said,
0: me. No, yeah. I'm just okay,
1: good. Good. So security is obviously a major issue. Yep. And you know, finding some group or some company or even social mobile or some small company to oversee your healthcare security, pretty risky. Right. Uh, we don't want to be in that business. I don't suggest anyone work with any small company that's going to, you know, quote, keep it, everything secure. It's just not, it's not possible. Right. Especially if, you know, if somebody wants to get in. So the way we look at it is a whole different approach. Remember earlier when I told you nothing we do is really too innovative. We like to keep it simple. This yep. is, this is, there's no difference here. We use Google's GMS platform for all security um and we build everything to gms standards. So what that means is, you know, when you grab one of those flagship devices at a Verizon store and that's as secure as possible. There's billions of there are billions of users reporting security vulnerabilities, you know, um daily, right? Daily. And so those go back to Google. Google takes those those and obviously updates and their security patches and things like that in real time. So Everything we build is Google certified, the same that you would get on any flagship Android device. And that's a very easy pill to swallow when you talk to the larger um, healthcare groups that have either got burned or understand the space, because that's as secure as it's going to get. You're not going to get more secure than that because there's the most people providing bugs and patches and data. If you were to say, well, you know, we'll do it you should be, you should be concerned. So what we do is we take all the, you know, we comply with all those standards. We're one of the handful of partners allowed to do that. And we make sure all the security comes, you know, through them, even the way the device gets there, there's vulnerabilities, you know, the way an OTA happens. So, you know, great, I've got a secure patch from Google. I want to send it to all those devices. Well, What platform are you using to send it? Is it a homegrown one? Because kind of risky. So we use Google's OTA platform for that. Um, Those are great because whenever we go through these uh, chief security office reviews, uh, even with Verizon as an example, they tend to be very streamlined and not the 90 or 180 days that you would expect. They tend to be very simple turnkey because everything's what they call vanilla Android. This is the Google standard. Here it is. It complies with HIPAA, every aspect of it. And there's nothing else to see. There's no, you know, special social mobile sauce or flavor added to it. It's just streamlined and secure. And that's the way we like to keep it. So if you're a healthcare organization making these decisions, that's as good as it's gonna get. Maybe you'd ask for a separate level of testing or validation outside of Google. That's very, but again, if it goes through Google, who is, you know, they definitely want it to be secure. If it can go through them, it normally gets past all the other ones. We've only seen issues when organizations want some non-certified platform, then you get held up everywhere. And we'd prefer to do you know, the core competency of designing the full solution than trying to be the world security expert when that exists today for free.
0: Well, my friend, Robert Morcos, keeping it simple as always, thank you so much for your time. And, and thank you, everybody, for watching. Robert, do you have something to say? Last, last oh. word?
1: No, thank you for having me, Robin. I appreciate it, and I'll see you soon.
0: You're very welcome, my friend. Thanks again for watching. If you want to check us out, you can find all of our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Healthcare On Air by Verizon. Until next time, we'll see you soon.